Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, 9th, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. Today, I want to help you think about what your child's theme might be as it relates to their college application down the road. Yes, even for those of you with 8th, 9th, and 10th graders. In fact, especially for those of you with 8th, 9th, and 10th graders. Because the truth is, if your child doesn't do much freshman and sophomore year, it can often be difficult to come up with a compelling theme once they become a junior or a senior. By then, it's too late. The earlier they start, the more time they have to craft a compelling story. So what do I mean by a theme? A student's theme is the organizing principle that holds their college application together when it's eventually time to hit that submit button. How do their classes and grades and extracurriculars and clubs and letters of recommendation and summer experiences, how do they all come together to create a compelling and hopefully memorable theme? Can you describe that theme with a word or a phrase or a sentence? Now, some of you may be listening and thinking, wait a second, you want me to think about my child's college application theme? Are you serious? My teenager can barely get up and out the door in the morning on time. He's not overly organized, hasn't expressed much interest in anything in particular, and has no clue what he wants to do even this summer. And I'm supposed to come up with a theme? How about clueless and confused? How's that for a theme? Okay, hopefully it's not that bad. If it is that bad and you think it's hopeless, then maybe you have to skip this lesson for now. If your child is completely uninterested and unengaged and not at all thinking about college, then thinking about a theme right now is probably a bit premature and maybe never something that you work on. But I do work with a lot of families who have kids who are at least moderately interested in college and many more who are supremely interested in college, even in ninth and 10th grade. And many of those students are actually very interested in finding the edge that will help them get into a very selective college program in a year or two. Those are the families that will get a lot out of today's episode. Today we're talking about themes. As you think about your child and what they're interested in and their strengths and hobbies and what they gravitate toward, does anything come to mind? Are they an athlete type or a scholar or a social connector, a communicator, an activist, an artist, a performer, a teacher? If you had to characterize their persona, how would you do it? The reason this is important is because you want to give the application reader a shorthand way of thinking about and assessing your child as they read the application. They are at all times in the back of their minds, consciously or subconsciously, trying to figure out where your child might fit in the overall applicant pool. The more clear the theme, 
the less work they have to do. The more your child can connect the dots inside their application, the better. Don't make them have to work for it. Hand it to them. Obviously, it would be great if you could solicit some ideas from your child regarding what their theme might be. Sometimes they're interested in this exercise. Sometimes they're not. For our purposes today, I'm going to talk about a few common themes and how a student might organize their high school career if that theme was of interest to them or you see them moving in that direction. Here's the catch. In ninth and 10th grade, some students feel that they don't know themselves well enough to articulate what type of theme they're shooting for. That's okay. The very idea that they're even thinking in terms of a personal theme would be a huge win because once that seed is planted, this idea will continue to roll around in their heads. And with any luck, they will begin to form an identity around one of these themes, whether they're thinking about it or not. And with your help and support, and your ability to point certain things out to them over time, this picture can come into sharper focus. If no one ever discusses this idea with them, the chances of shaping a coherent theme over their high school career will be a lot more challenging. And to be sure, there's an unlimited number of themes to go around. I thought I'd choose a few that hopefully will resonate with your child. If these themes don't exactly match with your child, that's okay too. You should get the general idea of how this process works, and then you and your child can fill in the gaps on your own based on your child's specific trajectory. Again, a theme is an overarching framework that highlights what your child is interested in, what they're good at, what they may want to major in, what they may want to pursue a career in, or maybe just a field that they want to work in. And yes, of course, they can change their mind as they grow and develop and mature. They're not signing their life away, but sometimes it's nice to have a starting point and then you can see how things shape up over time. Now, I'd like to review six common themes that I see a lot of in my private counseling practice. Does your child appear to be moving in the direction of any of these? And by the way, these are in no particular order. Theme number one, medicine. Theme number two, math. Theme number three, business. Theme number four, engineering. Theme number five, environmental science. And theme number six, military. I'm going to take on each of these themes and give you some ideas on what your child might want to do during high school, starting in freshman year, to align each theme with their application. Theme number one, medicine. This is a popular one. By medicine, I'm talking about a student who sees themselves someday as a doctor or a nurse or a PA, a physician's assistant, a veterinarian, a surgeon, a phlebotomist, you name it. What can they do to build a compelling theme around the field of medicine? Let's start with classes. Clearly, a student interested in medicine would gravitate towards science and math classes. You've got your AP Bio, AP Chem, Honors Chem, Pre-Calc, Statistics, Psychology, and the like. Some high schools even have specific pathways for those interested in medicine. I know in our local high school, they offer a biomedical pathway that includes a host of extra medical courses and labs and activities and field trips that they take during their high school career. 
And as great as this sounds, this type of rigorous and specialized pathway can sometimes crowd out taking other classes that your child might want to take. That's all part of the deal. The sacrifice of not being able to take certain classes is balanced out by the positive signaling that the student gets from being on this specialized path. And of course, it should go without saying that performing well in these classes will strengthen your child's case. After all, if medicine is going to be your child's theme, hopefully medicine is also a strength of theirs. What about standardized tests? In a competitive field like medicine, it's a given that SAT or ACT scores should be very competitive. Students should also take a few science-based SAT subject tests, like biology or chemistry, math too. They should also excel on their AP exams in bio and chemistry and statistics. Basically, if there's a test in the science field, they should study and perform well on it. Extracurriculars. With respect to extracurricular activities, anything related to medicine will be a plus in the admissions process. They can get involved in school clubs, like Future Medical Professionals Club, the Medical Club, Future Surgeons Club, Veterinary Club, the Orthopedic Club, and if there's no existing club like these, they can always start their own. What about summers? The summer is an ideal time to participate in longer-term and sometimes non-traditional activities related to the medical field. There are plenty of volunteer opportunities in hospitals, emergency rooms, wellness centers, no matter where you live. A teen's particular role or function is not as important as the environment that they're getting exposed to. And yes, there are summer camps for aspiring doctors and surgeons, there are medical internships to look into, shadowing opportunities. Some of these opportunities cost money, and some just take some digging and some networking. In general, there should be plenty of opportunities for the motivated teen and family. One of my private prep wellers is going to China this summer to work in a Chinese hospital. She happens to speak Chinese and aspires to be a surgeon someday, so that trip is a great combination of her two passions and will presumably be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. What about self-direction? If your child doesn't have money or the personality to mix it up out in the public yet, there are endless opportunities to learn on their own, especially online. A student can take online classes, including Khan Academy. They can watch TED Talks related to medicine. There are hundreds of them. They can read books about medicine, listen to the hundreds of podcasts about all types of medicine, read blogs, engage in forums, all from the comfort of their own home at zero cost. So if your child is actually interested in medicine, instead of just saying that they are, because it sounds cool and it sounds mature, they will never run out of things to do to learn and help build this theme. And as you can see, over the course of three years and three summers, a motivated high schooler with direction and mentoring Ding, 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 brought to you by Preppel Academy, who wants to go into the medical field, whether they have a lot of money or no money, can craft an application that screams medicine as its theme. This is why I start coaching students in my online program in ninth grade. I teach them all of these lessons at the appropriate times. 
so that they can begin to map out their high school years and summers. And of course, I spend a lot of time with my private prep wellers, making sure that they're covering their bases in a very systematic and thoughtful way. Now, let's turn our attention to a student who wants math to be the theme of their application. Again, let's start with classes. The math student would certainly set their sights on conquering the most advanced and most challenging math classes their high school and even their local junior colleges have to offer. In fact, the most motivated math students will take extra math classes over the summer or online in an effort to skip a class or two during the academic year so that they could take those college-level courses while they're still in high school, if they're available, of course. And how about standardized tests? If math is your child's thing, their scores on the math sections of the SAT or ACT should be very competitive. In fact, it wouldn't be uncommon for a super math-oriented student to get perfect scores on the math sections of the SAT or ACT and the Math 2 SAT subject test. Math-focused students can also demonstrate their mathematical skills in classes like physics or statistics or computer science or chemistry. Many of these topics are very math-intensive and will give that student a chance to shine. With respect to extracurricular activities, anything related to math will be a plus in the admissions process. Well-known organizations and events like the Math Olympiad and MathCon, which is a national student math competition, Math League, Destination Imagination, the Math Honor Society, and how about school clubs like the National Math Club, Mathematics Association of America, Mensa, Physics Club, Engineering Club, even investment-related clubs like the Wall Street Club, the Investment Club, Stock Picking Club, the Quant Club, the Finance Club. And once again, if there are no such clubs in your child's high school, they can start one. The summer is a great time to participate in math-related activities. There are camps and competitions, on-campus events, seminars, workshops, speakerships, conventions, and much more. Use the Google to look into these summer experiences. And of course, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to a college math professor to see if there are internships or research or shadowing opportunities. Maybe there's a small business or an accounting firm or a sports team that needs a number cruncher, a statistician, or a spreadsheet ninja, even on a volunteer basis. The point is that the student is immersing themselves in numbers, no matter how they do it. What about the do-it-yourselfer? If your child doesn't have a lot of money to put into this process, or a network in the field of mathematics yet, there are still endless opportunities to learn. A student can take online classes for free, dig into Khan Academy for free, watch TED Talks related to math topics for free, take math quizzes, enter math competitions, read books about math, watch videos of people solving complex math problems, review math proofs online, listen to podcasts about math, Google challenging math problems, and you'll find 80 million results. Try to solve the million-dollar math puzzles, all from the comfort of your own home or your own phone at zero cost. 
by thoughtfully stitching together a mix of all these activities over the course of three years and three summers, a motivated and directed student, in other words, a prep weller, could create an incredible theme around math. Without such direction and mentorship and coaching, and maybe a little pushing, a similarly gifted math student would get lost in the masses. They would not participate in these activities. They would end up with very little relevant experience. And they would not conjure up a theme of any kind in the mind of an application reader. How about business as a theme? In my experience, many students default to business when asked what they want to do when they grow up. And I can understand why. They look around and they see businesses all over the place. And they assume that this is what they want to do and what they should do. And in many cases, they're right. Many of them will end up planned or unplanned in some type of business. The problem is when so many applicants claim they're interested in business, it's easy to get lost in the mix. It's easy to become an undifferentiated applicant who looks like everybody else. That is not where you want to be. When it comes to classes, the student trying to build on a theme of business should perform well, ideally, in all of their classes, both STEM classes and humanities classes. After all, a lot of businesses demand skills on both sides. It's important to be very literate in math and numbers and spreadsheets, but reading and writing are often just as important. Students should seek out classes like business or marketing, accounting, sales, operations, and of course, not every high school will have such classes, but it's worth taking a look. Many local colleges will offer beginning business classes. That might be a great option to take while in high school. What about standardized tests? In the same way that students should aspire to perform well in both STEM and English classes, the same goes for standardized tests. A business-minded student should strive to perform well on both sides of the SAT or the ACT, both the math and the verbal sections. They should also take at least one SAT subject test on both sides, ideally the Math 2 test and an English or history exam that would be able to prove strength in both disciplines. How about extracurriculars? There are many extracurriculars that would highlight the theme of business in a student's application. Clubs like DECA, the Entrepreneurship Club, Future Business Leaders of America, the Interact Club, Key Club, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, Future Sports Business Leaders, the National Business Honor Society, and many more. Why not start a Shark Tank Club that sponsors a business plan contest with a panel of teachers and investors and students and local business owners? A simple Google search will yield endless opportunities to get involved in the local business community. And what about summers? The summer is the perfect time for your child to explore different types of businesses. Ask them if they know the difference between investment banking versus consulting versus accounting. What about marketing, advertising, operations, strategic planning? Is this all Greek to them? They could seek out a paying job or an unpaid internship or do volunteer work or set up a series of shadowing sessions. One of the best ways to do this is by leveraging their parents' network of friends and coworkers. See if you, as their parent, 
can make introductions to people or, or organizations to help them out. And by the way, this isn't cheating. This is networking, using friends and family as referral sources. And it's actually pretty close to how the real world works. And spending time in any type of business, big business, small business, open, cubicles, loud, quiet, it will help to give students a frame of reference for the future. And of course, the best way, in my opinion, to learn about business is to start one of their own. There are untold teenagers who start small businesses over the summer that clean pools, design jewelry, make videos, walk dogs, clean cars, power wash houses, clean garages, move furniture, and more. These stories can be some of the most valuable and memorable parts of an application that can really help a student stand out. And for those who are a little more self-directed, I can't begin to tell you how many free, world-class business resources there are online today. There are full-scale accounting classes online for free, negotiation courses, spreadsheet videos, marketing workshops, more TED Talks, podcasts. In fact, my favorite podcast on business is called How I Built This. YouTube channels. For that, I would check out Gary Vaynerchuk. The motivated student has access to all of this from the comfort and convenience of their own home or their own phone. If your child is not the most enterprising person in the world and starting a business may be a little bit too ambitious for them, they can sit at home and practically create their own MBA from their computer. The business-themed application is not particularly hard to build and to make compelling with the right amount of interest and patience and self-awareness. The goal is for the student to use their experience in high school to make a more informed decision about what they might want to pursue in college. This is what colleges are looking for. If you can go into college with the goal of, say, studying online marketing because of all the experience you have in this area. This will be great. This will give you an advantage over the student who just says that they want to study just general business. Let's shift gears to engineering. Engineering continues to be a very popular theme that captures many high schoolers' attention. I don't personally think the majority of students know what they're getting into when they pick engineering, but they pick it anyway. Let's start with classes. Students trying to craft an engineering-themed application would be smart to replicate a lot of what the math students are doing with respect to math classes. Since most high schools don't have a lot of hardcore engineering classes per se, it's just as smart to direct your attention to math, as math is the lifeblood of engineering. And math scores are often strong indicators of how successful a student will be in an engineering pipeline. They go hand in hand. And most engineering colleges and departments will demand very strong math scores coming out of high school. So make sure students challenge themselves in classes like calculus and engineering and statistics and other STEM classes. I also like the idea of wood shop and metal shop classes or building construction or small engine repair or an electrical or plumbing course all of these show colleges that you enjoy the engineering process. Standardized tests are a similar story. The best applications will show strength in math portions 
of the SAT or ACT. They will show high scores on the Math 2 and Physics SAT subject test. It would be nice to see some college-level math classes and strong scores on AP Physics exams, for example. Math, math, math. As extracurriculars go, there are a few high school clubs and organizations that would demonstrate an interest in engineering. Obviously, the Engineering Club, First Robotics, Engineer Girl, NASA Club, Science Olympiad, the Physics Club. These would all be great bets. During the summer, I like to see would-be engineers get their hands dirty. I like to see an aspiring engineer who works at a construction job or a repair facility or anything that requires manual skills. A motivated student could look into roofing or tiling or HVAC installation or solar installs, drone repair, or anything that requires using your hands. There are plenty of opportunities with some resourcefulness and drive to find internships, apprenticeships, or other manual labor opportunities. Do-it-yourself opportunities are everywhere. An up-and-coming engineer might fix their own car, change their own oil, replace old parts. They're constantly on the lookout for things to fix or repair or refurbish, recycle, or otherwise tinker with around the house. Engineers typically love to see how things are built, and this often means that they like to take things apart. There are endless TV shows, TED Talks, podcasts, YouTube channels, all dedicated to engineering. From the mind-blowing exploits of SpaceX to the run-of-the-mill how exactly a toilet bowl works, all of this information is available for that aspiring engineer. Engineering might be one of the easiest themes to create on your own without the help of a formal class or teachers or money, but it takes grit and determination and resourcefulness. And lastly, for those students who want environmental science as their theme, there are many opportunities to separate themselves from the tens of thousands of students jumping on this bandwagon. Climate change has become such an important issue today that many students are flocking to this field with the intention of making a difference. This is great, and I commend their spirit and enthusiasm. And to really make a difference, these students will have to be ready to differentiate themselves from their peers. Environmental science is a growing trend, which means more people are competing for the same number of spots, more or less. When it comes to classes, math and sciences will be the go-to subjects. If your child's school does offer AP environmental science, for instance, great. Make sure they prioritize that on their list. Beyond that, the usual suspects apply. Biology, chemistry, physics, math, calculus, statistics, data science, IT, computer science. All of these subjects are highly relevant to the field of environmental science. How about testing? Testing will be similar to the business and medicine protocols. Environmental science is a field that demands a combination of STEM and humanities skills. It's not, in most cases, a one-dimensional career. Students should do well on both sides of the SAT and ACT, both the math and the English language sections. It will also be important to do well on the Math 2 SAT subject test and maybe the Bio SAT subject test. 
Taking classes like chemistry and physics would also be great. Taking these classes as AP classes would be even better still. As far as extracurriculars, many students join the Environmental Science Club, the Recycling Club, Sustainability Club, the Green Club, and many others. Many schools require some level of engagement from the student body when it comes to trash and plastics and recyclables. Wouldn't it be great if your child led one of these initiatives or started one of these clubs? There are often many school-wide or district-wide events that focus on the environment with speakers and workshops and training get involved in these events. The summer will bring countless opportunities for your teenager to actually get involved in the environmental movement, not just talk about it or post or retweet about it. Many companies and organizations in this space are not-for-profit, which means they always need volunteers. They always need leaders. They're always looking for high-energy people. And there's a ton of work to be done. That's where teenagers can step in and step up. And yes, there are plenty of conventional camps and enrichment programs and service projects and volunteer opportunities related to environmental science. And many of these programs are top-notch and will give your teenager a great experience. So do the research. Figure out what type of experience your teen wants and begin to lay out the summer. For those who are self-directed, the Internet affords teenagers great opportunities to take learning into their own hands. There are online courses, TED Talks on environmental science, how-to videos on YouTube, podcasts, blogs, websites, seminars, books, you name it, you can find it. The most dedicated teenager who really wants to build a personal theme that oozes of environmental awareness and activism will have no problem doing so, no matter how much or how little money they have. Well, folks, I hope this gives you some ideas on how to better direct your child toward building their own theme over the course of the next few years. How will they build a well-aligned pattern of interest that will make it very clear to the application reader who they are, why they took the courses they took, why they did what they did over the summer, why they joined a certain club, why they chose certain teachers to write letters of recommendation, and why they chose to lead certain teams. Do the heavy lifting for the application reader. Connect the dots for them. And let's not forget, the way to do this effectively is to start early. Begin this process in 8th and ninth grade and chip away at it for the first three years of high school in the lead-up to their college application. A compelling theme cannot be manufactured overnight. No matter how much money you have, a theme comes together with a consistent pattern over time of activities and pursuits that point in one direction. And that's all I have for you today, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader in high school that might find this helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button and text your friends with a link to this episode with a little personal note from you saying it helped you. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach me by email, DM me on Instagram, prepwell underscore academy. Check out my blog, Facebook page, or LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. 
This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to prepwellacademy.com and enroll your child today.